Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, right you remain standing. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10. Going to read three verses out of Romans 10 before we're seated. Romans 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's worship Him one more time. Praise God. We love you, Lord. We praise you, O King. Hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be praised. Thank you. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach on the subject, I need a preacher. Amen. I need a preacher. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now, the Word of God is a powerful thing. We already know that, but it's worth reiterating. The Word of God, the Bible said in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the Word of God. It knows right where we're at. Amen. It knows what we need. It knows what, where we need to go. It's powerful because it's alive. It's living. Amen. And it lives because God lives. Amen. We're not serving a dead religion and a dead uh, uh, God, amen, some mythical God or whatever, and some book that a bunch of guys made up a long time ago. Oh, no, we're serving a living God that gave us a living word, amen, and that word is powerful. It's life-changing. The Bible said, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's why it's alive. The Word is God. Amen. When God speaks in Genesis chapter 1, amen, He said, let there be, and it was. It's alive. And that same God is still speaking that same Word in 2022. And so whatever we need, whatever we're facing, praise God. The Word of God has what we need, praise the Lord. Amen. Second Timothy, Second Timothy three sixteen said, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It wasn't man made. It wasn't just somebody's idea of religion or or or, or God or something to higher thing to hold on to in life. It's all given by inspiration. The word inspiration is translated in another version. God breathe the word of God. Every word is God breathe. Amen. Second Peter one twenty said, knowing this first that no 
prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. It's not what I think it means. It's not what you think it means. It's what the Holy Ghost says it means. It's what God intended it to mean. Amen. And that's why I need a preacher sometimes. There's been many times in my life I've read the Bible. I've read a scripture. I've read a passage. And I wasn't sure what was going on. But then I went to the house of God. And the man of God preached on that same passage. And the Holy Ghost opened it up and gave me understanding. Praise God. That I didn't have before. So he said, no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Verse 21, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So this is powerful because it's God directed and it's God moving. Amen. These men to write what they wrote. They wrote nothing more than God wanted them to write and they wrote nothing less than what God wanted them to write. And that's why the Bible warns, don't add to the Bible and don't take away from the Bible. It's perfect. It's exactly, it's forever settled in heaven. It's perfect like God is perfect. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 119.11. I have hidden thy, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So this word is a powerful thing because it will deter you from sin if you allow it to. Amen. This book of the Bible will keep you from sin. Amen. It has a power to do so. You don't have to say say yes. You don't have to give in to temptation. Amen. You've got someone in your corner now. You've got God saying, I got a way of escape. You don't have to just do what you used to do before God was in your life. Amen. We got the powerful word of God that we can stand on. Amen. James 1.21 said, Humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Amen. So this word is a powerful thing because it's able to save your soul. Praise God. And really, folks, that's what it's all about. Amen. I know everybody's got a lot of things they're working on or doing in this life and a lot of plans and goals and, and there's a lot of great things that you can do and, and achievements and all that kind of stuff. Amen. But remember, amen, that this temporary time, this short period, even if you live to be 110 years old, amen, is still a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. Yeah. Amen. So we are looking to eternal things. We're looking to the end of the line. Amen. And the bottom line is I I must be saved. I must be saved. So this word, amen, when it gets implanted in our hearts, is able to save our souls. So the question is, how does one receive the implanted word of God? And the answer is found in our text passage, Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why I say, amen, I need a preacher in my life. Praise God. Praise God. You see, God manifested his word in many ways in the early days, uh, amen, of Old Testament times. Uh, praise God. But the Bible said in Titus 2, uh, Titus 1 verse 3, but has in due time, amen, in this time, God has manifested his word 
through preaching. That's how his word is manifested in this time, in this church dispensation. Amen. Through preaching. Preaching is what gets you saved and preaching is what keeps you saved. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need a preacher. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Amen. I was one that was uh, perishing a long time ago. Amen. In my BC days before Christ. Amen. And I used to make fun of church. I used to make fun of people giving up their Sundays and all this time to do uh, 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 living for God and all the things that went with it. Praise God. It was foolishness to me. And that's what the Bible said. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us which are saved. Those of us that have crossed over the threshold of salvation, born again and being part of the kingdom of God, preaching is as vital as our food. Preaching is as vital as our water. Preaching is as vital as our air. Amen. We can't be saved without preaching. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And our, one of our text passages, it said in verse 10, chapter 10, verse 17 of Romans, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes, amen, to us by hearing the word preached. Amen. Notice he said specifically, faith comes by hearing. Amen. Faith is vital to our salvation and our walk with God. The Bible said in Hebrews eleven six, without it, we can't please God. We've got to have faith. Yes. And faith comes Amen. by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to read the Bible. We need to study the Bible. It's very important to have a personal relationship and a personal devotion in you and your Bible and, and reading it and praying and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, you know, but let me tell you something. Amen. Reading and studying the Bible can never take the place. Amen. We got to do that. But that can't take the place of hearing the anointed word of God preached. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God let us know that faith comes by hearing His Word through preaching. So these days, there are many ways to hear preaching, right? We can listen to the, you know, the good old radio, AM. Oh, what's that? That's like so last century. AM radio, FM radio. They got preaching in five different, lang ten different languages, whatever. Amen. And now online, you can hear, you can see churches broadcasting their services live, or you can watch it later after it's done. Amen. In their archives, or you can listen to podcasts live, or you know, audio only, or, and you can listen to their archives later. All kinds of ways to hear preaching, and those are all great. Sometimes you can't get to church. Sometimes you're sick. Sometimes things happen, or whatever and that's the only thing you got and that's I'm thankful for it praise God they're all great but they are no substitute for hearing preaching in person there's nothing like hearing preaching in person amen 
where the preacher can look you in the eye and see your faces and preach to you. Amen. Amen. There's an atmosphere. I'm telling you, I feel something when I'm online sometimes, but there's nothing like feeling what goes on when we're in the house, hearing the preaching and seeing God move. Woo! Hallelujah. The best place to do that is in the house of the Lord. There's no place on earth like the house of the Lord to hear preaching. There's no greater atmosphere to hear preaching than what we find in the house of the Lord. That's why I believe the psalmist said in 122 verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. I was so glad because I'm going to hear preaching. And it's going to keep me going, right? Amen. Because you know, when I get off a steady diet of preaching and a steady diet of the Word of God, hearing the Word, amen, I start thinking up is down and sideways is that ways, amen, and right is wrong and, and, and this and that and all kinds of things. My world gets all upside down. Your moral compass can get messed up. I got to have preaching in my life on a regular basis. Praise God. And that's why Hebrews also, Hebrews 10 said, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now this verse can talk about any any uh, place or uh, any v venue that, that the people of God get together. Amen. It's not just church, but it includes church. Because after the church started in the book of Acts, the Bible said they continually, they continued steadfastly in four things. Amen. It was in fellowship. It's important not to forsake the assembly of yourselves together in fellowship. Breaking of bread, usually you break bread when you fellowship. Amen. That's eating. What's, what's, uh, what's more fun fellowshipping and and having some eating with it. Praise God. And then there is prayers. Don't forsake the assembly of yourselves in prayers. But then the fourth thing is very important too. Amen. The apostles' doctrine. Don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together to hear the apostles' doctrine preached with the anointed, amen, power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our number one priority when we come to the house of the Lord is to be ready to hear what God has to say to us through preaching. Yes, amen. amen. He'll speak in the Spirit. He'll still speak through a song too. But the whole point is be ready to hear something. Yes. Amen. He wants to speak to you. He might just speak internally in your heart, but he'll speak through a song. He'll speak through somebody's testimony. He'll speak, amen, through the preaching. He'll speak in many ways. Be ready to hear when you come to the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes tells us that keep thy foot, chapter 5, verse 1. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we want to be here and not somewhere else. You know, there's no out-of-body experiences when we come to the house of God. My body's here, but my heart is at uh, in and out right now or something. Amen. No, let's have it. all your heart and all your body and everything here. Amen. Yeah. Until we say the last amen. And then you can beeline it over there. Praise God. But keep your foot when you come. Guard your foot. Be more ready to hear. Amen, because God has something to say. So be more ready to hear. Oh, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 4, 2 said, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. What does that mean? We see in our text passage, 1017 of Romans, by, amen, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when the word of God goes forth, Faith comes. Amen. But if you don't grab a hunk of faith and mix it up with that word and put it in your heart, amen, it's not going to do you any good. It'll be like those people in Ecclesiastes. They came and they gave the sacrifice of fools instead of being more ready to hear, praise God, the gospel. They mixed the faith, amen, and they heard the gospel and it benefited them. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I want it to profit. Why are we coming? Why are we getting all dolled up? You know, some of you driving a long way, coming to church, amen, and then leaving. Like I didn't get much out of that. Man, why'd you come? Right? I'm coming to I'm coming to hear. Yes. I'm coming to be changed. Yes. I'm coming to have direction from heaven. Yes. I'm coming because I don't know what to do. I'm coming because I don't know where to go. I'm coming because I'm at the end of my rope. I'm coming because I, I need God to tell me something. Give me some words. And that's why I need a preacher in my life. Amen. Seven times in the book of Revelation in chapter 2 and 3, uh, this phrase was repeated seven times. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now we all have ears. Amen. But even Jesus said, Amen. Everybody I told the parables to, they didn't hear it. Amen. Went at one ear and out the other. They had ears, but they didn't hear. Amen. They had eyes, but they didn't see. And they went home empty. Praise God. Amen. I want to come with ears to hear, eyes to see. I want to have my spiritual antennas up. I want to get whatever God has for me every time we gather together. Amen. God, give us ears to hear what you're trying to tell us each time we come yes. to your house. Yes, amen. Think of this. The entire wicked city of Nineveh, which was a very large and prominent city back in the Old Testament times, it was saved by one sermon from one prophet yeah. on one day. The entire city from the king down to the babies and even the animals, everybody was rescued from imminent judgment because that city was going to be gone. Just like Sodom and Gomorrah was gone in no time with the fire and brimstone from heaven, the same was uh, ready for Nineveh. But God said, go preach because preaching saves if they'll have ears to hear. And the king heard it and all his people heard it and everybody down to the, the just the, the farmer and the Everybody in the town, they all heard it. Amen. And they repented and they fasted. And God said, we're not going to do the judgment now. Preaching saved Nineveh. There's power in preaching. I need a preacher. Amen. The New Testament, we thought Noah was just a boat builder, an ark builder. But the New Testament calls him a preacher of righteousness. Amen. Noah was a preacher. Solomon referred to himself in the very first chapter of Ecclesiastes. He said he called himself the preacher, the son of King David. 
Amen. He was a preacher. All of the Old Testament prophets were preachers. John the Baptist came preaching. Amen. Repentance and baptism. And there would be one that would come after him whose shoes he was not worthy to unloose. And he's going to baptize you all with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. John the Baptist was a preacher. And then the greatest preacher of all. Amen. Was none other than Jesus Christ. He came preaching and mountains moved. He came preaching and devils trembled and backed off. He came preaching and the dead raised from the dead. He came preaching and blind eyes opened. He came preaching and the earth shook. Woo! He was the greatest preacher of all. Jesus Christ. Amen. And it wasn't because he just preached the word. It's because he is the word. Yes, amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Glory as the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. He was the word. That's why he's the greatest preacher. Jesus started a church and told that church to go and preach to the world. And we are a part of that church almost about 2,000 years later. That same church. Amen. What were we supposed to preach? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That word gospel literally means glad tidings or good news. And Proverbs 25, 25 said, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Amen. And the gospel is good news. Thank Praise you. God. In Romans 10, 15, part of our text passage, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And this greatest preacher of all, amen, when he rose from the dead, he told, he gave the great commission and, and the version in Mark, amen, the gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he do, who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover and verse 20 said, and they went out and they preached everywhere. And you know what happened? The Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Praise God. When the church was, you could stand with me. Amen. When the church was born in the book of Acts, chapter 2, Peter preached the first sermon of that new church. Amen. And as a result, 3,000 souls were saved by preaching. Amen. I know God does the saving. I know God does the healing. The oil and the laying on the hands, that doesn't do anything. We're just obeying the word and God does the healing. Amen. I know the water doesn't remit the sins. 
but he said to be baptized in water by immersion in the name of Jesus. And the blood comes and washes away the sins. Amen. But I do believe that God in due time has manifested his word through preaching. And 3,000 souls were saved by preaching on that very first day. And what did he preach? He preached the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the gospel message for this church dispensation. Amen. Praise God and I got good news for you. We do need a preacher in our lives, and that's why God had given us the five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, amen, for the perfecting of the saints and the edifying of the body of Christ, amen, so we all come in the fullness of the knowledge of Christ, amen, but I'm going to tell you something, amen, Jesus said in that commission, these signs shall follow them that believe, In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That means you, you're a believer, praise God. Everybody say, I'm a believer. You can lay hands on in Jesus' name. And you know what? In a way, you can be a preacher too. You can get out there and tell somebody. You can share the gospel with somebody. You tell them how to be saved. You tell them what the answer is to their, their, all their, their issues and their problems. You tell them, just repent. Give your heart to God. Ask Him to forgive you. And we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. He'll wash away all that shame and guilt. And He'll fill you with His Spirit. And He'll walk in you and talk with you. And He'll guide you the rest of your life all the way to glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I need a preacher. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.